All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Hey, Martha. Yes, Frank. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing fine. You know, you led us through the episode last week. And, uh, oh, yeah. I'm still looking for those big shoes. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're going to have to come back to those big shoes, but because this is Women's History Month, Mm-hmm. We both decided that we needed to do what we, what Old School Thoughts has been doing each year. And right. that is to interview women about who had the greatest impact or who made impacts in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to start this month off with you. All right. And so, you know, I, I was thinking this morning and I thought about, you know, as we get older, our views change. Or, or on some things. But as reflective thinkers, I have grown to realize that the thoughts become deeper and are emotional. Right. As we celebrate Women's History Month, how do you reflect on the women you got to know in your family and what impact they had on you? And even if there was no impact, now that you're able to look back through your years and say, I didn't think about it then, but I'm smarter now. And I recognize these are the sacrifices they made or here are the accomplishments. Right. Well, that's an interesting topic that we selected. Mm-hmm. And in my family, I'm going to say, when I was younger, I, I think I had a, an appreciation to a degree mm-hmm things that my mother did because she always amazed me that there was a household she was a single mom because my dad died when I was little mm-hmm. and she literally had to raise all of her children by herself mm-hmm. and thank goodness I had older siblings because they all chipped in and they all helped with the younger ones but I was always struck by how my mother always seemed to have a place set at the table for anybody who showed up. Mm. She always somehow, even though she didn't work a full-time job, she had two part-time jobs. Mm. Can you believe that? Mm. Two part-time jobs and a household full of kids, but she was always able to guide us and always able to be on top of everything that we did, whether it was schoolwork, going to church, she was there. So I, I, I admired her for that, and I think I always appreciated my time with her because I was the youngest kid, and I always remember going with her as she traveled about to visit relatives or to take goods or food, money, or just clothing to other relatives who had, were not as well off as we were. Mm-hmm. And I used to make these little trips with her. I didn't appreciate those trips until I was an adult and mature. And probably working on my own before I could understand that all the sacrifices that she did for other people, it stayed with me. And she always had a a way of telling us that you always help those behind you and you help anyone that you can. Mm -hmm. But always help family first. Family was number one. And you always help family, whether it was the small things or the big things. You did what you could to make family uh, succeed. So those things, I think, I didn't appreciate as much until I got to be mature 
And certainly now that I'm at the age that I am, mm-hmm. I look back in total awe of her and how she was able to handle all the stresses of life without having it reflect on us. We never understood all the trauma that she went through and hard times. I think I saw it more than most of my family because being the youngest, I was closest to her. And mm-hmm. I remember those mornings that she would get up and she'd start every morning at four o'clock with prayer. And sometimes that spirit would hit her before she could make that breakfast and she'd be praying and walking the floor. Mm. I don't know if anybody has ever seen somebody in a spiritual state or rapture, Mm -hmm. but I witnessed it as a small child. And I was always fascinated when the spirit hit her and she would just jump up and she, she would dance across that kitchen floor and she would come down with that spirit and she you knew she was in the rapture with God. Hmm. And she brought that spirit along to all of her children and made us aware that we don't do everything on our own, that there's a higher power out there that helps us, whether we acknowledge it or not. So those are the things that she brought me uh, to understand as an adult. And then I appreciate most of all the history that she gave me because hmm. she instilled in me all the history of her family, both her father, but more, more importantly, the maternal side. And I got to see and hear about her mother. I remember her vaguely, that my grandmother, I remember her as a little girl going to visit her. She was quite elderly at the time, but I remember crawling up next to her and I remember sitting next to her and talking to her. Right. You know, but she told me stories of the family and how we excelled and how we challenged ourselves and we reached, always reached for something greater. And that's what she instilled in me and she instilled in all of my family. And I see it in my great grandnieces and great, great grandnieces and nephews. I see that tenacity that she had. I see that drive, that ability to say, I'm going to do better. Hmm. That's that's the that's my roots. That's who I am. How did you see the other women, the aunts, or the women in the neighborhood that you all got to know? How did you see them then? And now how do you reflect on what you saw then? You know, it's, that's 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 an interesting question because as a small girl, you're impressed by other women. Mm-hmm. My aunts were mi- mirrors of my my mom. They were tenacious and they were edu- you know strive to be educated, push their children. But in the neighborhood, we had all kinds of women: women that worked, women that stayed home. I remember the first time <laughs> you counted soap operas was at when I was sent over to one of my cousin's house after school and I had never knew what soaps were and they would be watching these soaps and I'd come home and I'd be repeating some of the things that were said on the soap. And my mother would look at me and she's like, well, that's not real. Hmm. You know? So I got that, but I also got to watch the neighborhood ladies. There was one lady in particular. I remember her name was Laureen and Laureen was, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She was drop dead gorgeous woman. 
And I remember one Saturday, Laureen was dressing to go, got dressed to go out. And she was in red from head to toe. This woman had a red dress on, red shoes, red pocketbook. Hmm. And she was, everybody loved Laureen. They just <laughs> thought she was a movie star. Yeah. You know, she was like, you would have thought Dorothy Dandridge <laughs> lived in the neighborhood. Right. You know, or today's equivalent of Harry Barry. Mm -hmm. She was so gorgeous. Wow. And she, you know, her her husband, Sam, Sam ran the local grocery store. Mm -hmm. And also he was a numbers runner. Right. But Sam had a little money and he had a Cadillac. <laughs> so yeah. they used to get dressed and go out on party on, uh, you know, the weekends. So mm. we'd all stand around. I couldn't wait to see what Laureen was going to wear. Right. You know, and so I think she actually gave us, all the girls, a sense of what style was. Mm. You know, and I look back at her and I think, you know, she was matching from head to toe. She had everything perfect about her. Mm -hmm. And you have those role models that teach you that you can look good. You don't have to always look poor or un, not look classy because you don't have money, you can do things to make whatever you're wearing look better. Mm -hmm. You know, so I took away from those women a sense of style, you know, and a sense of confidence. I think those women showed me confidence. You know, all the women were hardworking women. And especially when you see black women dressed up on a Sunday going to church, there's nothing more beautiful than black women dressed for church. Right. You know, and that's those are the memories that stayed with me. They helped me guide myself to say, you know, when I got into the corporate world, I wanted to have a certain image and a certain look. Mm -hmm. And the foundation was already built then because I had watched these women take the the care about themselves and and pick and choose the proper attire to always look good. Hmm. So those things stuck with me and they stick with me today. I had to laugh the other day because I went to a class and I was matching. Everything was matching. I had something, you know, that was coordinated. And the woman said, oh, my gosh, even your sneakers match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, what's so special about that? That's what you're supposed to do. You know, that's what you're supposed to match up your clothes and have your clothes looking good and have people admire what they see. Right. You know, so I think those things stuck with me. They still with me now. I've passed down that thought. My sister was another clothes horse. She was, she was a model. She could be a model. She was mm. such a mm -hmm. gorgeous six foot woman. Right. Okay. Slender six foot. She was Naomi Sims before there was a Naomi Sims. Mm. And she could wear that style. She looked like she stepped out of Saks Fifth Avenue every time. Mm. So we had classy looking women. And my mother was no slouch either. I look at pictures of my mom from the 40s and 50s. I mean, my mother was decked out. Mm. Even though she, you know, was a cook and she did cooking for wealthy people. They, they respected her so that when the lady of the house got a new fur coat, she tossed her sable down to my mom, you know? So you can, you can do a lot with a little if you know how to handle yourself. Did you ever know your mother's age? Did you know how old she was before you became an adult? No. 
So, so, so when you reflect on that, how do you, do you ever even think about the fact that she was a certain age and you thought that she was older? Just based on the responsibilities she carried, how she handled things. And I'm asking this question because I get a chance to now reflect back through the timelines of history. Mm-hmm. And a point in age to my mother at different stages. Mm-hmm. And her friends. Well, mm-hmm. it's not like she had friends. She had associates because, you know, she dedicated her life to being a caregiver to my father. So right. that minimized her, you know, socialization. Mm-hmm. But I think about how old she was at different stages. I never knew how old my mother was. I never knew how old her friends were or the cousins I've met. I've never met any of my grandparents, so I can't mm-hmm. reference grandparents. So mm-hmm. when you think about your mother and you think about your aunts or cousins or Miss Laureen, when you think about them, do you ever apply an age to them and say, wow, she was actually 25 at that time? <laughs> You, you know, it's funny you say that because, no, I've never thought about their ages. I mean, I, we wondered. All of the kids wondered. Mm-hmm. We just knew they were older and that they were the parents. Mm-hmm. But I think I didn't truly discover my mother's age until I became old enough to start working. Right. And, you know, once I realized my mother's real age, I was like, wow, I thought mom was a lot older, but in fact, my mother always acted a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Not not juvenile younger, mm-hmm. but she never you could never tell her age by her mannerisms. Right. You know, she didn't act stuffy. She didn't act like she was stuck on the world and didn't know what was going on. She mm-hmm. was always in the loop. And my mom, actually, when we look back at my brother and I talk about her, we always talk about how amazed we were and how much she knew about our world, you know, even though we were much younger. Mm-hmm. So it showed me that she paid attention to what was going on around her, both to people that were older and people that were younger. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really figure out my mom's age until we were pretty much working and in, in older ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when I did realize my mother's age, I was really surprised that my mother was older than, in fact, I thought she was. Mm-hmm thought my mother was younger. I didn't think she was older Hmm. because she was always on top of everyday events and she was always on top and knowledgeable about a lot of things. So I think a lot of times you put that knowledge that they have or the discussions that they have and you try to figure out an age based on that. Hmm. And my mother was always able to discuss everything in modern times, modern terms. So I didn't think she was older I was quite surprised to find out that she was actually older than I anticipated, maybe by 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case for me, I always thought mm-hmm. all of the parents, even my friend's parents, I thought they were, mm-hmm. I, they were always old. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were never <laughs> what young. They, what you made know, you think they were old? They were what, never, what they, they were never young. You know, they were always old because huh. they were, and, and I have to make sure I explain this. I mm-hmm. say they were responsible at that time from 
the standpoint of they were home. They mm-hmm. took care of the children. My friends, you know, mothers did. My mother did. They responded to us. We, They were full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. They were correcting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some of us, they were getting we were getting whippings or spankings, you know. So, but mm-hmm. but the things they did, how they cooked, how they mm-hmm. spoke to you, the advice they gave to you, the parables in which they provided those lessons, mm-hmm. they mirrored someone who had settled down in life. They weren't. It wasn't like today. They didn't have Facebook. They, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they weren't going to the club every night. Mm-hmm. I didn't see my mother going to a club. Neither did I see my father. Right. I, re- I remember the one time that they went to a club in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But because they were not doing what 25-year-old women today are doing, what 35-year-old mm-hmm. women today are doing, what 50-year-old women today are doing, 60-year-old women today are doing, because they were not doing those things, I always saw them old. Okay. So even as I work on my genealogy and I come across death certificates or obituaries, Mm -hmm. and I see the age of these women when they died, and I'm saying, whoa, that means... At this point, they were 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's only one birthday I remember the age of my mother, but I never paid attention to it, and that's when she mm-hmm. turned 50. Mm-hmm. I can remember the year and everything else, but I always considered my mother to be old. And, and when I asked you about reflecting, when I asked you about those things, see, I... I can recall my mother being a caregiver mm-hmm. because my father was paralyzed seven months following my birth. Mm-hmm. And she made a decision to stay with him. Mm-hmm. I get a chance now at my age to reflect on that and say, boy, she was young and she made a decision to stay. Uh, she I never saw her visit some guy. I never mm-hmm. saw her with some male. She took care of the family. She had to step it up and take over responsibilities that my father would have had, and that was to be able to run us down, to re- mm-hmm. to actually be able to discipline us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, I can think about, did she ever... Just want to have a good time somewhere. Did she ever want to? Do, and and it's a valid question. But I didn't think about how young she was. I didn't think about how young my cousins were. Right. You know, when when they had a child, one of my cousins had a child, and everybody was like, "Ooh, she's old. She why did she wait to get so old?" And then you realize she really wasn't that old. She was probably. Mm-hmm close to 40 you know what I mean right, right. so it, it's something to now have to think back on the life of those women yeah 
the women that we knew, the women that had an impact on our lives, and now be able to assess what hardships they were dealing with. Mm-hmm. What was their age when they were dealing with those hardships? And when we actually thought they were older, now we're finding out we became we have become our parents. Yeah. But I think too, Frank, it's the time frame in which they came through. Mm-hmm. I think when they were born, that they had to take on responsibilities a lot earlier in life than we did. Oh, that's true. They had to step up and that responsibility carried through what you know, sometimes they were just young women, 20s, 18, 19, 20s, when mm-hmm. they were forced to have to take on the responsibility of rearing not only immediate family, mm-hmm. but maybe a grandparent mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, somebody else in the family that they also cared for. That's right. So I think because they cared for people who were older mm-hmm. and they were able to care for more than one generation, I think that's why we thought they were older. That is. And I think that's why we thought that they were not as young as they actually were. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, unfortunately, they have had a, a point where their life became really take a, one of taking care of other people, mm-hmm. one of taking care of the family immediately, and then also taking care of other family members that were near and far, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's important, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there, um, you know, that's why we sometimes thought that they were a lot older Mm -hmm. because of the responsibility that they took on. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's surprising to find out that they were actually not as old as we thought they were, but the responsibility that they had was great. And they were able to do things that we thought was not going to be able to be done by someone so young. Right. You know, I don't know how my mom, see, I think also when I look at my mom, my mom, in addition, didn't go out to party. She didn't party. She was not a party person. Mm -hmm. She stayed home and she took care of her family. Mm -hmm. And she did what all women do who sacrifice and take care of their family. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, she held down two jobs. That's a remarkable person when you think about it. Somebody who's always there to be someone that you could depend on. If you had something that went wrong, she was there. She was there to take you to the doctor. She was there to take you to school. She was there for the PTA meetings. But she also held down a job. She was also there to give you advice. That's right. She was there to respond to injuries. Those That's play, right. Those, those outside you know, injuries that you would get playing in the yard mm-hmm. or, or, or venturing out somewhere. Yep. She was there. Those was there. cousins were there. Those aunts mm-hmm. were there. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's something where because of the time we grew up in, because I grew up in the era that when you graduate from high school, you, you have to become a man now. It's time to go right. and get a job. It's time to well, develop me. a family. It's time to get a car. You know, it's time to do all of those things and to realize, you know, that it just blows right over your head. I didn't realize how old, how young my mother was. I didn't mm-hmm. realize her age. I didn't mm-hmm. realize the age of the women in the family mm-hmm. uh, that associated with her. 
And so as we move into this month for Women's History Month, I'll be asking more women to to reflect, you know, to reflect on those women. What did you see? Was it the way they dressed? What did you see in their eyes? What did you mm-hmm. see in their expressions? Did you mm-hmm. see the weight that some of them had to carry? Right. So I think these are things that I would like to place in the archives during this mm-hmm. month of March. Right. One thing I'll say, Frank, I think parents then never let children see their angst. Mm. They never let children see they were troubled. Mm. They put on a brave face for us. And the only reason I know that can be the case is because, like I said, being the youngest, I spent the most time with my mom. And I watched her more than anybody else in the family. And I knew when she was down and I knew when she had worries and she worried a lot. But she always prayed herself to be strong. And she presented that strong front for us. And I think in doing so, she taught us to be strong. That's a tribute, I think, that we are lucky to have gone through. Watching women who went through a lot present a strength strength to us that said, well, you can overcome if you keep the course and you keep the faith and you keep your strength. Well, on that note, Martha, it's time for yeah. us to shut it down. All right. We did it again. And we'll continue to try to interview other women and get their perspective. I think that would be great. Okay. So to our guests, I want to thank you for listening. And thank you. We love you. We love you. And until next time. We're going to say. Be good. Be good. <laughs>